Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the Southlot Football Guys podcast, ready to bring you the week three slate of games here. Uh, with you as always, I'm your host, Evan Newberger, and we've got Adam Seidick to my right and Robbie sitting across from me. Uh, guys, how we doing? Feeling pretty good! Oh, we missed it. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, feeling feeling pretty good after that Vikings loss. Uh, legendary Paul Allen there on the call. Yeah. Uh, Feels good as a Bears fan. It's second second bad loss in a row for the Vikings. <laughs> Tough. There's nothing better than like the Homer NFL radio calls. <laughs> like they're just like so over the top, and they're usually poorly done. Uh, <laughs> it's like low budget for some reason too. It's, it's the it's reason great. why you're doing radio and yeah. not calling for Fox. Yeah. Even all those Fox announcers, <laughs> you know, they better too. Yeah. If if you haven't heard it. Um, that you should go out and just check uh, Paul Allen's uh, radio call for the Minnesota Vikings uh, radio broadcast of that game uh, that missed Losing. field goal to, to lose the game last week. It was it was epic. Um, that's all I'll say. But uh, we've got a full show, guys, uh, ready to get into the week three slate of games here. Um, you know, we'll we'll give you our week by week or our game by game picks. Uh, we'll get into our uh, podcast parlay break down our lead pipe locks for you, and then uh, give you a, a consensus eliminator that we think will get you through the week as well. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we take a look back at week two, and we'll start with our lead pipe locks. Uh, Adam, in what might have been game of the year, uh, you had team minus three. That was a tough L. Tough L. Um, yeah, just had the injury. Um, defense could not stop Danny Dimes on the ground. Um, just the whole defense bit on Saquon and uh, the read option. and Yeah, they, I mean, they ended up winning, but uh, good game. Uh, not good for the lock. We'll bounce back. Yeah, bounce back. That's all right. Uh, Robbie, bears Bengals over 44 and a half. So oh, I yeah. missed. Ah, that, that one was a bad miss, you know. It, it f- felt good at the start when, you know, Bears opened the drive up with the touchdown, and then nothing happened really till like, the second half when, well, Bears DJ decided to start putting some points on the board, and uh, you know they, they there's actually a push at the end there. You know I was kind of in a weird way, kind of hoping for the Bengals to get a field goal and maybe push it to overtime. And uh, Ooh. I, I don't know. I was uh, I wanted that game over. Yeah, I did. Yep. yep. I, I was very conflicted. I, I will say that. Like yeah, maybe if the Bears win it in overtime, it'll be the best of both worlds. But yeah, that that was there was uh, two more minutes left in that game. I don't know if the Bears win. <laughs> they were they were trying to lose. Uh, and then to go three for three on uh, the bad way of doing this, uh, I had Cardinals minus four and a half. So I missed uh, another great game. This was back and forth, and uh, you know the Cardinals were up a little bit in the third quarter. They went on a run, but uh, they kind of. Sat into they turtled up a little bit in the fourth quarter, let the Vikings crawl back into it, and uh, yeah, they uh, they should have lost the game. Uh, Vikings yeah. missed that. Uh, Greg Dosif, Dosif, yeah, yeah. Uh, missed that field goal at the end, and the Cardinals uh, scraped by by the skin of their teeth. But uh, yeah, zero for three on the lead pipe locks, not great. You know, friends that record podcasts together lose bets together is the old saying. So that's <laughs> that's uh, that's fine. But we will bounce back. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you guys? I'm over two on my lead pipe locks. Do you know, off the top of your Same head. Same here. I'm one and one. Well, at least you got yeah, one right. All right. So, collective one for five. So only only way to go I, is up. I told Robbie I, I really wanted to do the pa- uh, Patriots last week, and then 
just you know got a little jitters for the Thursday night action. Uh, I wasn't on the podcast, so I wanted to you know start off hot, and I have regrets, but <laughs> yeah, I have long feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, you know what? We live and learn, especially on this show. And uh, if the last couple seasons of doing this podcast that you guys have uh, taught me anything, it's not exactly how we start, but it's how we finish. And we normally end the season very strong. These are some learning weeks. We're still trying to figure out these teams to some extent. You know, there's always ups and downs uh, week one, two, three. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep at it. Uh, in terms of total picks, I mean, Adam, you did pretty good last week. You went 10-6. and six. Uh, I was 500, Robbie, just 7-9. and nine. Uh, overall, let's see, we're exactly 500 between the three of us. Um, Adam, you are 17 and 15, Robbie 16 and 16, I am 15 and 17, uh, just on our spread picks. And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll keep bouncing back. Uh, Hot start for the over-unders, though. Over-unders. Yeah, yeah, Robbie, give us, give us a breakdown on the over-unders so far. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, I am five and three in the over-unders and i am the worst out of this bunch evan you're six and three and Ooh. adam you're you're ten and two so uh, back to back five and one weeks you know that's uh that's pretty good if you, ask me. you know maybe maybe this week my lead pipe block is an over-under who Ooh. knows Ooh, spoiler yeah. all right all right well uh yeah with that um we should get right into it but i guess first we should hear from our uh our sponsor this week Sponsor this week is going to be uh, Boomin University. Uh, if if you're looking to get a, get a degree online, there's no better place than Boomin University. Uh, they they're always got what you need. You know they they have some of the best courses um, that you could ask for for um, subjects like neurology and immunology and maybe some psychology too. You know um, this is a university. It's very very accredited. Um, you know. AB, you know, he's a he's a big fan of this, you know, he'll he'll put his mark on this, but Boomin University is a um, place you wanna look up if you're trying to get get yourself a, a little little extra education. I uh, I took a class on cryoanatomy actually at, at Boomin University. Uh, oh, just, I heard that's a good one. It's a good one, it's a good one. You know, you you, you learn some things, you know, about frostbite and, and what can happen if uh, you know, if you if you don't take care of yourself out there, and, and how long you might have to, you know, miss a potential preseason for that. So, uh, yeah, just uh, you know, definitely definitely a good place to put your money if you're trying to, you know, learn a thing or two, or you're trying to get to school. Good accredited program there uh, at Boomin University. All right, uh, guys, let's get into our week three picks. Then uh, we start this one off with a just wild Thursday night game here. It's Ooh. it's the Carolina Panthers heading to take on the Houston Texans. Um, the Texans are eight point uh, underdogs at home in this one with an over under set at forty three. Um, Robbie, interested to get your thoughts. What do you think happens in this one? Yeah, what. When I was uh, watching these games, you know, watching the Texans go up against the Browns, I, I was starting to think, is this a team that we've been undervaluing a little bit? And, um, you know, I was starting to think, wow, they're, maybe they're a lot better than this, what everybody thinks they are. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of that has to do with Ty Taylor because um, as soon as he went down, that Browns team just took over. And, I mean, it's probably tough for – for just uh, General Mills to just hop in there and uh, um, catch, 
mid-game and try to get the flow in his first NFL action. So I'd expect him to be at least a little bit more prepared, but this is still a short week on Thursday. Um, I know eight points seems like a lot, but, you know, I, I think I'm going to take the would take the Panthers here. Um, actually, I, I probably wouldn't actually put money on it because um, this is probably going to be a close spread, but uh, the, I, I think this Panthers defense has been pretty good so far. Um, you know, Sam Darnold has, hasn't been bad at all, and I, th- I think the Panthers would have no problem putting up points against this Texans team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Panthers, they've looked good, especially their pass rush through two weeks. Um, looked really good last week, I think, six sacks against the Saints. Um, you said it with the Texans. Um, looked like a different team when Ty- Tyrod looks, has looked really good so far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, feel bad for the guy because he's really never gotten a full shot anywhere. But um, in this game, definitely like the Panthers. If you can buy this line down anywhere to seven or under, I think – I mean, I, I like, I really like that. Um, but either way, I think Panthers uh, defense dominates uh, over under forty three line. I think that's pretty good. I'd maybe lean under, but um, definitely like the Texans here. Yeah, uh, or Panthers. Sorry, don't want to don't want to mislead anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. I I'm on the Panthers as well. I I think this is going to be a pretty ugly game. Uh, ultimately, I think what you're going to see here. Is that the uh, the Panthers' defense is going to be what uh, really dominates here um, in this one? I, I just can't see the Texans being able to put up too many points. And uh, you know, for my money, I like the Panthers minus eight, but this is probably not a game I'm betting. And in terms of the over under, I would say I probably like the under in this one, but it's gonna be kind of close i don't know i just think this is a stay off game for me but uh uh yeah that's that's what i'm gonna go with yeah i, I would lean under too but yeah this stay off okay uh next game up guys we've got the cardinals and the jaguars uh the jaguars are seven and a half point home underdogs in this one with the over under set at 51 and a half uh adam why don't you start us off with this one Ah, uh, this is the game I'm going to be uh, betting heavily, um, and I've seen this line at seven. Um, I love the Cardinals if you can get them at seven here. Um, just two very impressive wins um, against good teams so far. Um, offense has looked d- very dangerous. I know they've had a couple turnovers, but they they've definitely came back and uh, responded from them. Defense has looked good, better than I think anybody expected, especially with the pass rush. Um, and then on the other side, I, I thought the Jags would be better. Um, they've looked downright horrible for two weeks in a row. Um, you know, they, just no answers on defense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence really looking shaky, um, Some throwing some bad picks. Um, so I, I like Cardinals here. Um, but as far as the over-under here at 51.5, I am all over the over, and it's going to be my lock of the week. But it's a lock! No! You know... The Cardinals' defense—they've looked good thus far. Um, but I think we can get a scenario in this game where the Cardinals, you know, jump out to a big lead um, and then sort of let the Jags, you know, come back a little bit, get out to a bigger lead. I, they're just going to be playing catch up, and I don't think either defense is going to be playing as hard as they would in, the, you know, a closer, closer game. Um, and I, I think we could see a little bit more out of the Jags' offense. 
uh, this week. So I, I, I expect that number to blow way past 51 and a half. So um, just loving you over. Yeah, Cardinals overs are uh, definitely not a bad way to go. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to go Cardinals here as well. I think uh, I'm pretty confident about this. I just think they're going to blow them out. Um, for for my money, I just think Kyler is playing really well at the moment. Um, looks healthy. Yeah, looks healthy. That uh, shoulder injury that was nagging him at the end of last year and kind of derailed their season. Uh, seems to be a thing of the past. So as long as he can stay healthy, or at least while he is healthy, I think he's somebody uh, that that you want to keep betting on uh, kind of the Cardinals to keep winning these games because they can keep up with anybody. Uh, They got a great wide receiving core. Uh, You know, A.J. Green had a definite impact in that uh, Minnesota game. Rondell Moore is obviously kind of the big hot waiver wire pickup this week. Uh, Everybody's really pleased with the way he's looked. He's their uh, kind of new speed guy out of Purdue, the rookie. Uh, and they still got uh, Hopkins out there, you know, making great plays. And uh, they, they just got a lot of weapons on uh, on the uh, offensive side of the ball. And, and on defense, they've they've made a few plays. They made a couple plays in that uh, Vikings game to keep it interesting. And, uh, yeah, I think I think they're a good team. And I think they're going to honestly beat the hell out of the Jaguars, even on the road in this one. So I like the 7.5. And, a half and uh, I'm not going to bet an over-under in this one, but I think if I were, I would take the over. Yeah, uh, I mean, Adam, I think you convinced me on the over right there. Uh, I was kind of on the fence, but, um, you know, I think it's somewhat similar <laughs> to you guys. I, I think the Cardinals are going to get to a hot start, um, and the Jags are going to have to claw their way back. But um, if it's seven and a half points, I'm thinking this might be a Jaguars back door cover right here. Um, you know, these Cardinals... They've, they've played in two really close competitive games these past weeks, and I, I think both of you guys would agree that this would might not. <laughs> the Jaguars are nowhere near as competitive as what they've played so far. So I could see the Cardinals just taking their foot off the gas, and near the end of the game, uh, Jaguars are able to get back within a touchdown. So I... If it's seven and a half points, I'm gonna lean Jaguars. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet it. If it's seven, then I probably would take the Cardinals. But I think this is a really good line to me. Um, I, I'm. I'll. I'll jump on this over with you. But I, I don't think I'm touching anything else in this game. Yeah, it's hard not to see Trevor Lawrence bouncing back eventually. You know, he's he's gonna figure it out. He's too good. Um, could be this week. But um, yeah, over on this one for sure. Nice. Well, I like the lock of the week there, Adam. Uh, we'll see if that one hits. Uh, next up, we've got the Colts and the Titans. Uh, Colts are heading into uh, Nashville to take on the Titans, uh, where the uh, Titans are five and a half point favorites, and uh, the over under in this one is forty eight. Uh, guys, I like the Titans here, and uh, I think that they they showed a lot of grit in that uh, comeback win against the Seahawks. It seemed like kind of midway through that game, they flipped the switch and they kind of figured out, you know, what the hell was wrong. Uh, it took them uh, 90 minutes of football, pretty bad football, to uh, kind of shake the rust off, I think. But I think they finally got it. And then, uh, you know, once this team gets going, they I mean, they've got just all the playmakers uh, on that offensive side of the ball. We saw Derrick Henry get going at the end of that game. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown still got to get going a little bit, but Julio looks great. He looks like he's been as healthy as he is, has been in years. Robbed um, of that touchdown right there. Yeah, that, there was, he was in 100. percent They overturned that. Yeah, like they, they I, confirmed I can't that. 
so the, an incomplete, yeah, it's, which is it's ridiculous. the bottom of the foot, right? So anytime the bottom of the foot comes down, it, it the bottom of the foot has to fully land uh, in bounds. But like if you toe drag and then you go out of bounds, that's technically not the bottom of your foot, so that's why that counts. It's it's a weird. They don't call yeah, that. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's. I I don't like that. Yeah, it's it's ugly. It's one of those weird NFL rules. But regardless, yeah, I like the Titans here. I think they're going to put up points on this Colts team. And, uh, you know, even it being in the division doesn't really scare me. Colts got a lot of question marks. Uh, you know, obviously Wentz, Wentz is banged up. Um, so we'll see, you know, what's going to happen there. I mean, what, it's it's Jacob Eason, right, if, if he can't go. So, um, yeah, I, I think even if Wentz were to start in this one, I'd like minus five and a half. But if it's Jacob Eason, I mean, just, just hammer it. But, uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I if it is Jacob Eason, I might swap, but I'm kind of leaning Colts right now. Uh, this is a game I'm staying away from. I I mean, a lot of these lines I think are pretty tight lines that I'm going to probably just be staying off altogether. But this one, I don't know. It's some something about the Titans. They just love to <laughs> be Jekyll and Hyde, and one week be just great, and then the next week just completely underperform. So. This feels like this might be a high or which which one's the worst, Jekyll or Hyde? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, this is the Doctor Jekyll's the bad one, right? Carlos Hyde is the good one. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Hyde is the good one. So yeah, this I thought might it was Michael Hyde. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I sort of got the same feeling as you, Robbie. I I think with the interdivision game, um, I I just I'm leaning Colts here. They looked pretty good for most of that game against the Rams. I they they definitely did better than I expected. Um, you know I think they got a good formula against this Titans team too. They're good up front on both sides. Um, you know I think they're going to be able to run the ball on this Titans defense. Um, yeah, I mean I, I expect the Titans to win this game. Probably make a little bit more bigger plays. Um, but I think I think the Colts are well capable of making this a close game, even with Jacob Eason. Um, you saw Michael Pittman get going a little bit. Um, on, on the Colts side, I just, you know, their defense is good. Uh, they impressed me last week. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to lean the Colts here in an interdivision matchup, getting five and a half points. That's too much for me. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, the only thing that worries me about this one, and this kind of goes back to the Titans the last couple of years is it doesn't really matter who they're playing. They love to play close games. So, yeah. Um, that's that's the downside of my argument with the Titans. But I think if talent prevails out there, Titans should be able to cover this line. All right, next one up, guys. We've got the Baltimore Ravens coming off of that great uh, home win against the Chiefs on uh, Sunday night. We'll talk about that game later. Uh, but they are heading to Detroit to take on the Lions, where the Lions are eight-point home dogs in this one with an over-under at 50. Robbie, why don't you start this one off? Oh yeah, um, you, you know, this, I, 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 this might be a closer game than people expect. Um, the Lions were playing the Packers pretty well up until that second half when the rain kicked in and you know, uh, Jared Goff just messed messed up a snap and you know since then after that it just seemed like it spiraled for the Lions. Um, they, they didn't put up anything in the second half. Um, but th- they were looking actually pretty good, um, and I, I I think they're the Lions just in general are just a perennial 
man, I can't do words today. Um, perennially, um, um, un- under, uh, under, under, underestimated, underappreciated. Team. Oh yes. That's, that's a word. Wow. Finally got there. Um, but, uh, they, they, they hang in there. They've, they've been hanging in both, both of their games so far. Um, well, not as much as second half with the Packers, but, uh, the, this Lions team, I, I think they could hang in there at home against the Ravens. Um, you know, the Ravens, um, they've been they've been fine. Um, they, their defense is beat up. I think the Lions could easily, if you know, even if the Ravens get out to the big lead, they could chip away from it at that lead and get close. And so Lions plus eight, I, I think that one's going to be my lock this week. But it's a lock! No! Wow. Um, I, I like the Lions in this game, but I, I don't have the guts to bet it, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's never have, a good... Have we uh, ever had a Lions lock in three years of doing I, this podcast? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. This could be the first. Too scared. Yeah. Eight points at home, though. I, I mean, if you look at it, eight points at home with the Lions and eight points at home Texans, I feel much better about the Lions getting those points. It's ugly either way you slice it for me. Um, yeah, I just... If I had to pick a side, I'd take the Lions. I just can't bring myself to bet on this game. I, I don't know. The Lions roster, I, I mean, Dan Dan Campbell's got them playing well, uh, well enough to keep them competitive, but, you know, the names on that roster tell me that they can't compete with the Ravens, even dealing with all the injuries that they that they are dealing with right now. Um, so, but that that said, it's, it's a huge spread. This could be kind of a letdown game for the Ravens coming off of, uh, you know, definitely the game they had marked on their calendar for the first quarter of the season so if there's ever a letdown game it's probably this one um so yeah i mean i, I think the narrative's there i think it makes sense uh why not the lions it's just i i don't i don't have it in me but adam how about you do you do you think they can pull it off yeah i feel pretty good about the lions uh i mean you're coming ravens are coming off two emotional games you know they lost one and they pulled out the one last week the second half of that game versus the Chiefs was one of the better one one man performances I've ever seen. Lamar willed that team to a victory. Um yeah, this screams let down for the Ravens. Fully expect them to win. Um but on the other side, you know, the Lions, Jared Goff has been impressive. I'll say it. I mean, he's dealing with uh, you know, a cast of characters that aren't that great. Um TJ Hawkinson's one of the better tight ends in the league, but um he's looked pretty good. And um, you know, I think the two man running back crew that they have is gonna get a little healthier this week. Um, they should be able to, um, you know, rotate and run the ball a little bit. I, I mean, eight, eight points at home here. I, I, this game screams letdown game for the Ravens. Um, yeah, I, I like the Lions here. Yeah, I mean, that Lions roster, it's like if you held that up with, like, the cast of Sharknado 6, I probably couldn't tell you which one was which. <laughs> um, it's it's definitely a strange cast of characters. Wait, is there actually a sixth Sharknado? Um, there's at least Directed four. Directed by... Quintess Cephas. <laughs> I think there's I, four. I, I knew there's at least two, but I, I may have wrote and direct two of them myself, I guess. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's Jared Goff and the boys out there, basically. But yeah, I mean, you're right. He's Jared Goff's playing great. That's a great call out, Adam, and and he should get recognized for it because that's a guy that's ate a lot of shit, in particular this past off season, but really the last few off seasons. So um, it's nice to see him rebound it and. For a guy that has flashed uh, some potential in the past, it'd be nice to see him kind of realize that. Because, you know, the Detroit fans, they deserve a winner. It's been long enough. 
as much as as much as I'm a Bears fan, if there's a team in the NFC North that isn't the Bears that I'd like to see get a few wins here now and then, it's the Lions. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got uh, the Washington football team is heading into upstate New York to take on the Buffalo Bills, where the Bills are eight-point favorites at home. The over/under in this one is set at forty-five and a half. Uh, Adam, start us off here. I love the Bills here. Um, you know, last week, well, going back to week one, I think they had a little bit of the first day jitters. Um, you know, they had a lot of expectations. A lot of people picking them to make the win the Super Bowl, including myself. Um, you know, they lost a the game they probably should have won to the Steelers, but you know, they came back last week and just annihilated the Dolphins. Uh, they were finally able to run the ball um, very well. Uh, that's something that they weren't even doing when they were doing really good last year. Um, I think that's going to open up a little bit of the passing game, which is – you know, been a little. It's, they've struggled a little bit so far this year. Uh, I, th- I think this is a real big bounce back game for Stephon Diggs. I think they're going to have to utilize him to take the cover off this team defense, which is probably their their weak weak point. Um, they're great up front, um, but I, I think they're going to be able to protect Josh Allen. I think they're going to make plays, and I, I think defensively they're going to make Heineke. Uh, you know, give a lot of, lot, a lot of, lot of trouble, and um, I think their pass rush is going to get home more than the team's defense. So, give me the Bills here, and uh, this this line forty five and a half, a little too low for me. I like the over here. I think both teams are going to be able to score enough to make that line. I, Bills Bills have been covering line for for two years now. Um, I, I love them to cover this too. Yeah, I uh, I like the Bills here as well. Um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit worried about the team. I, I obviously the team's defense these first couple of weeks of the season it's been a little bit shaky. Um, you know, they they went up against a tough task uh, in week one against the Chargers, held their own, but uh, you know still got uh, tore up a little bit. But it was to be expected. I mean, we know that the Chargers can move the ball. Uh, what was a little bit more concerning, granted it was on a short week, was uh, what they allowed Danny Dimes to do to him last week. They couldn't get any pass rush going at all. Uh, Danny Dimes was just picking him apart in pass coverage, and uh, you know they were able uh, they were able to kind of move, and they they won on the, uh, the line of scrimmage uh, against the team when I didn't think that was going to happen at all. So I'm a little bit worried, having seen that. Uh, but that said, I mean the team do have the long uh, break to prepare for this one. So they do have that in their favor. But, uh, you know, this is kind of one of those where I think talent prevails. Um, both sides of the ball, I think you can say that the Bills are, are the better team and, uh, and they're in better form. So I, I like the Bills here minus eight. I think they should be able to cover that. Um, I do expect it to be close, though. Um, you know, watch out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Heineke got some garbage time. Uh, and pull the backdoor cover here. But, you know, if, if the game holds the way I think it should, Bill should be able to handle the minus eight. Yeah, yeah, I feel pretty good about the Bills, too. I, I'll probably um, be playing the Bills on this one. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they yeah, as Adam, you were saying, you know, first week struggle, it seemed like they bounced back a little bit. Um, I, I will, um, I think an asterisk needs to be, put on that game though because Tua went out pretty early and then the Dolphins just couldn't get absolutely anything going um from then on but um this Bills defense has been pretty solid so far during the season and honestly I have more confidence in that defense than the team's defense uh they've kind of been underwhelming to me um 
their pass, uh, I mean, that front seven. Rousseau has been a monster good, but... and was a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'd like the Bills here to cover it. Um, I'm just not so sure of this over under. I, I think that's pretty good. I'm, I'm not confident the team is going to be able to put up a lot of points against this Bills defense. Um, no matter how good they're looking against the Giants this past week. I, I know they got a little extra time off uh, to prepare for this one, but uh, this Bills team, I, I, I think they can pull it off. I think this they, they need this home game to just be able to uh, dominate dominate a team and uh, get going and uh, get get uh, th- that Super Bowl hope back up, you know? All right. Well, uh, guys, let's uh, head on to our next one here. We've got the New Orleans Saints taking on the New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home with Mac Jones in their center. And uh, the overrunner in this one is set at 41-and-a-half. Uh, for me, guys, I, I like the Saints here, and I would take a money line given that it's a pretty small spread. Um, you know, for me, it's kind of a question of we've seen two versions of the Saints, one that, you know, whooped ass on what we perceive to be one of the better teams in the NFC when they beat the Packers, and then one that just got absolutely trounced uh, by a division rival. Um, so it's kind of a question of what's what's the real thing we're dealing with here, and um you know, what happened last week, there's a couple explanations for it. Uh, the Saints coaching staff was hit by a heavy COVID bug. Um, basically, on Tuesday of last week, uh, all their coaches had to go out and, uh, you know, were not able to have any contact with the team. I mean, it was basically like Sean Payton and a bunch of lower-level assistants trying to prep for that game. Um, so I do think that that played into some effect. I just... You know, granted, they shouldn't have gotten whooped as badly as they did, and they should have been able to do a little bit more. But, you know, I do think there's something there about game planning. Um, and I think Sean Payton, if there's any coach that can rebound uh, strong off a tough loss like that and get his uh, guys ready to go, Sean Payton's the guy to do that. And so when you look at kind of the rosters of both these teams, I mean, both teams have pretty good defenses. Uh, but I think the Saints offense is probably good enough to keep them in this game. And uh, they're about on par with the Patriots, if not a, a little bit better in terms of uh, the guys on the field. So I'm, I'm going to take the Saints here. I just think um, this should be a pretty even matchup. I'm expecting a very close game. Uh, should be defensive. Uh, but when it's going to be this close, why not Why not take Saints' money line? Um, Sean Payton's been in close games before, and he can figure out a way to pull this one out. Yeah, this is a game I probably feel the worst about out of the whole entire week spread. Um, I could see this going anyway. Um, you know, the Patriots, they looked very good last week against their rookie quarterback. Uh, you know, they looked pretty good against their week one loss to the Dolphins. Um, and like you mentioned, the Saints, I mean, they 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 look like two different teams in two different games. So it's hard to know what to expect there. Um, but the one thing that, that has me worried about the Saints team, um, I'm, still, I'm still probably going to lead the Saints, but um, you know, if they can't run the ball, I think this could be trouble for that team. I could see the Patriots um, covering this line. Elvin Kamara, he, he, he's had a lot of trouble running the ball this year. Um, they got to get him going in, in, in the pass game as well. Um, if, they're, if they're unable to run the ball and they're going to have to force Jameis Winston to win this game against this Patriots defense, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I could see the Patriots winning and covering here, but... Um, I, th- I think they'll have a little bit more success, a little bit more of an offensive game plan, like you mentioned, and um, 
you know, I, I just don't see the offensive explosiveness from this Pats offense yet with under uh, Mac Jones. So I'll lean to Saints definitely not touching this game, though. Yeah, actually, I'm right with you in that. This is probably the game that I'm most unsure about this week. I I could see a lot of different scenarios going, too. You know, I, I could see uh, Billy B uh, making a good defensive game plan for this Patriots to just shut down Kamara and um, be able to force Jameis to throw and not have him do a whole lot. Um, you know, I... I just switched to the Patriots. I've been, I'm <laughs> I think, I th- yeah, I think, I think they barely cover here. Man, I, I was on the Patriots before this, but then you know, Evan made a good point about the Saints missing their coaching staff. So you know, I'm, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to stay on the Saints side on this one. Um, but yeah, I could absolutely see the Patriots um, being able to pull pull off the victory. You know, um, I'm also still not super confident in Matt Jones yet. I don't know about you guys, but he's. I'm not. I, I don't have a lot of confidence. He's doing right what now. he needs he's, to he's do, just, and nothing more. Yeah. Handing handing it off to Damian Harris and just let him cook. Yeah, he, that, that's all he needs to do. Um, but yeah, this is this is a stay away game for me. Um. Yeah. I, you know, if there's uh, I don't know. I just think Sean Payton. The I mean, these are probably what two two best coaches in the NFL going up against each other. So I don't this Matt Nagy like that. How dare I? How dare I? Uh, McDonald's would come after you. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, the McNaggit. For for those of you don't know, Matt Matt Nagy's doing local McDonald's employment commercials. And it's, it's about the worst thing I've ever seen on a television advertising. Why would you have a coach that's like pretty much on the hot seat, hot seat, do an advertisement like that. Maybe I mean, that might be his future. Yeah, that's, that could be the end for McDonald's. You know, they could use a manager, like a game <laughs> manager. <laughs> be yourself at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay. Um, next game up, guys. We've got a big AFC West clash. It's the uh, Los Angeles Chargers heading into Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. With the over under at fifty six, I'm getting out of the way here, Adam. Adam, I know you got something to say. Just, just yeah, go nuts. Before I get into this game, uh, I'm just gonna go off on the Chiefs here a little bit. Um, you know, we were all on them last week, and uh, they they burned us off. Well, first of all, you know this this team came out and was talking undefeated season to begin the year. You know, you, you barely beat the Browns at home week one, and then you give up a game to a depleted Ravens team last week on the road. You should have won. Um, I, di- I didn't see a lot of heart out of that team. Um, you, you, look at, you look at their defensive game plan. You have Christian Jones. Chris Jones, one of the best D-tackles D in the league, just dominant. They put him on the edge, and all they were doing is not blocking him and letting Lamar just read him like a, like a book. Like there's a 300 pound guy on the edge has no chance trying to cover Lamar Jackson on a one-on-one scenario. And they, they, they had no answer for Lamar in, in that game. Um, and they, they didn't show any, any adjustment. And then you know, look, look on the offensive side and this goes back maybe a year now. You, you drafted Clyde Edwards, Alaris, the number one running back off the board. He he has been so unimpressive. He, he's shown a little bit in the run game, but he has not shown any ability to c- 
catch the ball at all, and and then you, you give it to him on the game on the line, and he, and he fumbles. So, I, I I'm just thoroughly unimpressed with the start this so far this year from this Chiefs team, and and someone that prides himself as being the class of the AFC. I don't know this year. They, they got to show me more because so far they have looked very pedestrian, and, and that's the end of my rant. Okay, you want to break down the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the Chargers here. You, you want to talk about on the opposite side, a team that's, you know, looked very good despite, you know, getting one close win and a close loss. It's it's the Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert looked amazing in that game last week, and, you know, the stats aren't going to say that. He, he was making all sorts of incredible throws. I mean, I don't know how many penalty yards they had, but it, it, was, it was one of the worst penalty, you know, taking away touchdowns and big plays games I've ever seen from an offense. Uh, they, they looked so impressive, their pass game. Um, and, and you know what? Their defense, they struggled a little bit against the run, but it's, I, don't, I don't see the Chiefs being able to run against them uh, the way they looked last week in the run game. Um, so I, I like the Chargers here, I, and I would not be shocked if the Chargers go into Arrowhead and win this game. Um, they're going to be more motivated than this Chiefs team, I tell you that, after that, that loss to the the tough loss to the, the Cowboys. So, I, yeah, I like the Chargers here. And, you know, if, if you're feeling risky, take a money line because I, I think there's a good shot that they win this game. Yeah, I like the Chargers as well. Um, you're absolutely right. This this division, the Chargers with that defense that they have, I mean, they, they're going to keep them in basically any game they play. And, I mean, yeah, the only reason they didn't beat the Cowboys by, like, two touchdowns last week was because of all the penalties that they had against them. Um, but Herbert's the real deal. He, he's making all the throws. He had one throw in particular. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was like, he hit, well, no, he hit Eckler on a wheel route. Um, and he, the safety was coming in and he had a cornerback coverage underneath. And he put that ball into like a two foot by two foot box. Um, where like, if he misses it all, it's picked. Um, and yeah, it's he, you know he just throws it on a rope. It, Herbert's absolutely the real deal. Um, you know, maybe it's probably blasphemous to say, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if one day he's giving Mahomes a run for his money as top dog in the NFL. Um, yeah, the Chargers Chargers gonna be in this game. I think the six and a half is basically. I think it's kind of a disrespectful line uh, to some extent. I think this game is going to be closer than this line implies. And, and I, I love the Chargers here, honestly. Yeah, interdivision game, uh, way too many points. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I love the Chargers here. Um, you know, the only one concern about the Chargers not covering to me is if, um, you know, the, this Chiefs offense, you know, gets it together and, you know, well, maybe Mahomes does Mahomes things. But uh, I, I don't – really see it the more i think about it the more i think the this chargers team is gonna come in and keep it close the whole way i, I think we're in for a pretty good game here a lot closer than what this line implies um i i like the chargers here i i think you guys said a lot of it already so um that let's go chargers go chargers <laughs> all right uh next game up guys uh, we are taking a look at the Falcons are heading into New York to take on the Giants, uh, where the Giants are three-point favorites despite uh, a very disappointing uh, road loss to the team. Uh, Over-under in this one is at 48. Um, I, I'm, I like the Giants here. You know, The Giants should have won that game against the team by double digits. 
they gave it away in so many different levels, whether it was drop passes or penalties. Um, they had so many chances to win that game, and it just, uh, you know, for one way or another, they they shot themselves in, in the Plexigo Burris' foot. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's a shame. But I, I think they rebound. You know, they had the long layoff here to get ready for this game. And the Falcons, I mean, could they stop Tom Brady at all? I, Tom Brady just, I mean, it's not like, I know Tom Brady does this to a lot of teams, but it wasn't even close. I mean, he carved up that Falcons defense. You know, show a little pride out there. Have some pride in what you do. This Falcons team is a, I almost, I almost dropped an F-bomb. They're a disaster. They're, they're an absolute disaster. I'm sick of seeing this team in the complete disarray that it is. Get out of my face. Giants minus three. Confident about it. Upset at the Falcons. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, like the Giants this game. You, you know, going back to last year, this Giants team is, you know, they, they haven't won a lot, but they've shown a lot of grit in these games, and that, that's something that you have not seen from this Falcons team in two games. Uh, you want to talk about laying over like a dog. That, that's the Falcons this year. Um, you know, I, Danny Dimes... He was impressive on Thursday night, maybe one of his best games of his career. Um, and, and when you look at this Falcons offense, they got they got some playmakers, but it doesn't seem like they're focused on actually getting them the ball. I mean, they, they got to feature Kyle Pitts and, and Kelvin Ridley a little bit more. I'm seeing way too much passes to Mike Davis and, you know, you know trying to run the ball with Corderell. And Mike Davis, it's so much quarterback. Their head coach Arthur Smith came from the Falcons, and and he's on a roster right now that is probably the most opposite of from the Titans, and he's probably the most opposite you could be from a Titans team that you know prides himself on running the ball. Um, Yeah, I I just don't understand what this Falcons team's trying to be, and you know maybe maybe they figure it out this week against the Giants, but I. I think their defense is probably they're gonna they're gonna handle the Falcons here. I, I I could see this sort of being a blowout at home here in uh, in, in our good friend MetLife. Uh, yeah, give me the Giants minus three all day. Yes, I uh, I I I want to just stay away from this game, but you guys are you're making it tough for me. You know, I got uh, I was I was definitely leaning. I'm definitely leaning Giants for sure. Um, I, I'm just. Uh, a little concerned about the Giants because it seemed like in that Thursday night game that they just wanted to lose that game. It it, it was they, they basically handed it to the team. Um, but you know this Falcons team is just not looking much better. Um, if anything, you know it's probably a team that would put up more points come garbage time. So you you know what I, I I'm with you there. I I feel pretty confident about this Giants team. I, I'll 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 play it along with you guys here. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, they lose this one. It's going to be Joe Judgment Day, uh, <laughs> you know, at zero and three. It's 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 not going to be good for them. Now, I, I I like the Giants here. I mean, how in the world? I I, I don't know. If, there, if there's a game Saquon can get right, it's it's this one. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, the the Giants should be able to handle this game. If if there's one thing I like here that I pointed out, I do like the under in this one. Um, so it's set at forty eight. I, I don't see, you know, I, I see the Giants. I think they'll probably f- top out at about 31 in this game. I think it'd be tough to see them get more than that. Um, and the Falcons, I, I don't see 20 out of them. Um, so I just think realistically, I feel like the under has a just far more better chance of happening here than the over. Um, could yeah, be wrong, but I think if 
I think I'm definitely going to play the Giants here minus three, but I think I'll throw a little cash on that under as well. Yeah, I, I do like that under as well. The screams like 24-17 score. Yep. All right, next game up, guys. It is the Chicago Bears, the beloved, heading into Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, it's the Great Lake rivalry. Um, the Browns are seven and a half point favorites in this one, with the over/under set at forty-seven. Um, we have a Justin Fields confirmed start. He's uh, going to have the whole week of uh, reps with the ones to, uh, to practice, but it's going to be Justin Fields' time, at least for this game, while Andy uh, Dalton is nursing that uh, bone bruise. So, um, guys, for me, I, I like the Browns here at minus 7.5. I just think the Bears are going to have a tough time scoring, um, especially on their fields. I mean, Fields flash potential, and there were plenty of drops last weekend. Um, you know, so Fields' numbers could have been better, but... I don't think he's all the way comfortable yet, and there's definitely uh, some bumps in the roads, I think, to be had on the way to his development. Still very high on him, but I think it's it's very early on in the game, and this is a very tall order to go up against this Browns defense uh, on the road. Uh, I just think he's going to have trouble. I think the Bears are going to struggle to score in this one. I think the Bears defense, though, is able to keep him in it for the most part, but I think the 7.5, I think the Browns barely squeak by. Probably won't have any cash on that, but the bet I love in this game is that under 47. Um, I think the Bears' defense plays stingy enough to keep them in this. Uh, their run fits are pretty good. Should keep this, uh, you know, keep the clock moving. Um, should be a kind of a lower-scoring game. I love the under 47 here. I don't see the Bears being able to put up points, and uh, I, I don't think the Browns are going to run away with it either. So under 47, and I'm locking that up. But it's a lock! No! Yeah, I mean, for me on this game, I I do like the Bears. Um, I'm pretty confident with them. When you when you look at this Bears team, um, at least defensively so far this year, they've given up the big play, you know, maybe five times so far, two games. Um, I just think this is a really good matchup for the Bears. You know, the Browns, their wide receiving core is banged up. They might get ODB back. Uh, Jarvis Landry just went on the IR. I don't see the Browns being able to, you know, really get a vertical game going against the Bears, uh, you know, this week. When it, and then you look at the Bears' run run stopping. They've looked very good so far in two games against the Rams and, and the Bengals, uh, two run-first teams. You know, I, I, I have a tough time seeing the Bears winning unless they get some sort of exotic looks from uh, Justin Fields on, on the offense. But I think this Bears d- defense is going to keep them in the game enough uh, you know, to, to cover here. And, and Evan, I think you're right with the under here. I, I don't see either team really getting above 20 points in this game. So at 47, uh, I think that's a lot of Justin Fields excitement, but that's, that's way too high for me. Um, and, you know, Justin Fields, you know, he, he could do great. He could struggle. Uh, I, I think we're going to learn more, a lot more about Matt Nagy as a head coach in this game, because if he comes out with this, you know, horizontal, you know, just, dink and dunk bullshit that he's he's done for three years now with justin fields and it looks the same uh bears are gonna be in for a long here if they if they come out with you know more of what um you see from the ravens or i mean he just just a team with a running quarterback um eagles even you know where they have a little bit more of a you know run option with every play and not not first read dink and dunk um 
I, I, I think the Bears have a chance here. But picking the Browns to win, I'm picking the Bears to cover, and I do like the under there. Yeah, I, I would lean it being more defensive battle too. Uh, this is a game I, I think I'm going to just stay away from altogether. You know, I could see a bunch of different scenarios. I, I think you guys covered about all of them. Um, but I, I am very interested to see how Justin Fields does with the week of prep. Um, he, he didn't look as great as what we kind of saw him in the preseason. I mean, granted, preseason, you're playing, uh, you know, he's playing, what, second strings, uh, third string teams. Uh, so um, obviously he's going to look good there. But um, I, I, I'm curious if having a week to prepare for this um, will – and if Nagy actually has some sort of game plan set around him, you know, I, I can see the Bears uh, staying competitive in this. Um, but I'm pretty on, on the fence with this spread as it is. Uh, I'm going to just take the Bears with the points. You know, 7.5 is quite a bit if it's going to be, especially if you guys think it's going to be under uh, this total. Um, you know, I, I'll take the points there, but I'm not really confident at all at this in this game. This is a game to just uh, more uh, – judge uh fields and how he affects this bears team all right well said guys uh next game up we'll keep it in the afc north uh where the Bengals are taking on the steelers in pittsburgh and the steelers are four and a half point favorites at home with the over under set at 45 in this one uh adam why don't you start us off here uh, i'm gonna take the Bengals here I, I feel similar a lot of my points are gonna feel like the same as that Colts Titans game um you know interdivision game two teams that know each other well um I'm gonna take the road team with the points here um Steelers who knows what they're gonna get on offense Big Ben struggling with a pec injury I have not been able to run the ball for anything this year with Najee I mean he hasn't looked bad it's it's the O-line that's looked really bad and Deontay Harris he's banged up so who knows what you're gonna get from them offensively defensively they're they're very very solid team um, and then you look at the Bengals. They, it was it was a weird game for them against the Bears. They had the three straight uh, interceptions. Um, I think a lot of that was fluky. Uh, they 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 impressed me more than they. Uh, I, they got some bad luck a little bit against the Bears. I I think going back to Week One, you know Jamar Chase, T Higgins. Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. I, they got weapons on an offense, and as long as they can protect Joe Burrow. Uh, which is going to be tough against the Steelers here. I, th- I think they'll have success. But regardless, I, I, I think the Steelers win this game, but I expect, I'm expecting a close center division game. So uh, give, me the, give me the Bengals. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lean back Bengals here too. Uh, this, yeah, again, the divisional game uh, might be close. You know, all the injuries the Steelers are kind of dealing with. Um, TJ Watt ended up getting hurt too is he expected to play I, I i forgot to check that one out i think he's gonna be fine i think he's yeah. fine right yeah, i think you i think he'll be fine yeah, maybe um, a little a little injured but not 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 bad enough to miss this game yeah yeah but um even still um you know i i do like the Bengals to kind of keep it close here um even in this last week you know in the game against the bears when jo- joe burrow was just uh looked looked a little sloppy at one point they were able to claw back in you know this joe burrow's so far in his career has been doing a good job at keeping the Bengals competitive at least in these games so um you know I'll I'll take the Bengals here um this divisional game I I think this is a good line so I'm not gonna really 
touch it. So um, what what about you, Evan? Yeah, um, something just tells me tight divisional game, uh, especially with Big Ben being hurt. I just think uh, this is going to be a low-scoring game where, uh, you know, I, I expect the Steelers to win, but... I don't know. I just think this uh, this Bengals team will, will keep it close, uh, especially inside the division. But four and a half kind of seemed like a bit too much for me. But I wouldn't say that I'm I'm overly confident on the Bengals uh, by any means. Um, I'm more just concerned about some of the injuries that uh, Adam laid out. I mean, we kind of got a glimpse of what Big Ben looked like when he was banged up last year, and it was uh, it was tough. I mean, he was basically limited to. Throwing six yard slants to Juju and and uh, Deontay Johnson the entire time, and you know if they take all the verticality out of this offense, and then you start bringing eight in the box against an O line that's already having trouble, uh, Steelers are going to have a hard time moving the ball. Um, and so I I just I can't see the uh, Steelers putting up too many points to really uh, get away from the Bengals in this one, unless there, there's just uh, some sort of um, what do they call those? Um, uh, shift plays. Uh, I, I can't Momentum think of shifting plays or some, yeah, a, a sudden change. Yeah. Yeah. Sudden change. Um, it's, it's going to take big turnovers. I think by the Steelers, um, that put them in great field position, or it's going to take defensive touchdowns. I think for the Steelers to actually be able to cover, uh, this spread and, and put the Bengals away. But otherwise I think this will be a close game, low scoring. And I think Bengals can cover the four and a half. I mean, Steelers' defense is more than capable of being able to uh, turn a game around, um, especially if Joe Burrow's just got to secure the ball and, you know, make make smart throws. But, um, so, yeah, I, I can see Steelers running away with it possibly. But uh, Yeah, you, you, I don't know. You said it, Evan. I think you're going to either need, like, a defensive or special teams touchdown, sort of like they had in week one against the Bills for them to cover the spread. Yep. All right, next game up, it is the lowly New York Jets. Uh, they are on DEFCON 5 at the moment. Um, and they are taking on the Denver Broncos in Denver, where the Broncos are 10.5-point favorites, and the over-under in this one set at 41. Uh, so, Robbie, what's what's our implied <laughs> score there under that? I know it's it's tough if you're, uh, what is that, 25.5 to 15? Yeah, did I do that right? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, I don't have it up right yeah. now. So anyway, that, that sounds close enough. Yeah, Broncos are expected to uh, to dominate this one according to Vegas. Um, for me, I, I like the Broncos here with the ten and a half spread for a team that's gone up against only bad teams, uh, basically. But you know, again, the Jets here are here, another bad team. Broncos get their first game at home. I don't know. Ten and a half seems a little bit scary. Uh, could be, could be some sort of a bounce back game for the Jets here eventually. And and I'm not convinced that the Broncos' offense is lights out enough yet to warrant the ten and a half. Um, so I, I'll lean Broncos, but that's probably not a game I'm I'm gonna bet. Uh, Adam, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I like the Broncos here. Um, ten and a half is, is a big line for like a you know very unproven Broncos team. But I mean, we've we've said it you know the last past couple of years. This team, regardless of you know how good they are, they're they're almost unbeatable at home in September. Uh, going back you know a decade now, 
And Zach Wilson last week, um, you know, the stat line wasn't great. Four picks, you know, that happens. But I, I'm more concerned about how bad those four picks were. They were they were awful throws. Um, you know, just not good. I mean, rookie mistakes are one thing, but yeah, th- those are not NFL caliber caliber throws that he was making. NFL caliber decisions and. You, you get a coach like Vic Fangio, he's going to eat this guy alive. Um, I, I Unless, yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing the Jets being able to win this game at all. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater, he's not going to make the mistakes that would cause the Jets to, you know, stay in this game or possibly win this game. I, I, I think the Broncos are locked to win this game. Ten and a half is a lot of points, though. Um, having said that, uh, I'm still going to go that lean that direction. Yep, I I'm kind of right there with you guys. Um, you know, ten and a half. That's that's a lot of points. I I don't see really many any scenario where the Broncos lose this game. I mean, Teddy's been playing pretty well. Um, their run game needs to get going a little bit for the Broncos, but um, uh, yeah, man, I I don't see a world where the Jets are going to be able to overtake this. Broncos defense, uh, especially with how they've been looking on offense. So uh, tough break for uh, Bradley Chubb out six to eight weeks. Yep, yep. That that's a that's a big one. He's been uh, battling injuries his whole career. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll lean Broncos uh, just because I have no confidence in the Jets. But uh, I'm not touching this line. All right, uh, guys. Next up, we will go to. Uh, perhaps game of the week. Uh, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the uh, L.A. Rams in SoFi Stadium. Shout out to SoFi. Um, Rams are one and a half point underdogs at home in this one, with the over/under set at fifty-five and a half. Um, guys, I like the Bucks in this one. Tom Brady is just clicking on all cylinders, and um, you know. I think Adam, you were the one that said this, but it was like, it was like the Bucks maybe won a year early, and they were kind of built to win in year two in this thing, and they just kind of won in year one anyway. But they are absolutely clicking right now. Um, I mean, they look like the team to beat in the NFC. I, Rams also looking very good, but um, boy, just when you think about the most well-rounded teams in football. I know this is probably easy to say about a defending NFL champ, but I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks are just clearly the class of the NFL right now through two weeks. And uh, I think that they're going to continue that momentum. Nobody gets their team ready to play like Tom Brady. Uh, he'll make sure these guys are ready for this one. It's a good measuring stick game. They'll be ready to play. Um, and I just think the Bucks uh, defense is a little bit better than the Rams defense. And I think that's probably... Uh, what turns the tide in this one. Uh, should be a great classic game, uh, something I'm really looking forward to, though. But uh, I'll go Bucks money line, given that, uh, um, well, I guess it wouldn't. It'd just be Bucks. But, uh, yeah, I'll just take the Bucks then uh, with the one and a half points. They should be able to cover that. Oh, man, I was right looking at it earlier. It did open up as uh, Rams minus one and a half. So, yeah, maybe, maybe I should have jumped on that a little sooner. Um, Before that Tampa Tom. Cash before the Tampa Tom cash. Oh, that out. crypto he's on now. It, it, it <laughs> oh, all just yeah. flooded the the Bucks market here. Um, but I, I, I'm I'm gonna stay with the Buccaneers here. Um, they, yeah, they. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady. I mean, both these teams have been um, looking 
pretty good. I mean, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to actually play the spread. Uh, I do actually like this. This is a high over under 55 and a half points. I actually really do like this over. Um, I think this is going to be a very competitive game. Both teams going back and forth. Uh, kind of almost similarly to maybe what uh, what we saw um, on that opening Thursday night game against the Cowboys. Um, just both teams firing, you know, that that uh, Stafford-Cooper Cup connection has just uh, been great so far, real hot to start off. And, you know, they've got they've got weapons everywhere. Um, I, you know, same with the Bucs, you know. And ultimately, I mean, even if uh, uh, Miss, Mr. Big Chest uh, is not able to play because of COVID, um, I, I don't think that's going to be a huge deal breaker for me right there. Um, I think the Buccaneers uh, can pull this off and – squeak out a victory here in LA. Yeah, the, you guys said it right. This is the game of the week. You, you, Evan, you mentioned Bucks being the most well-rounded team in the league. I, I think number two is the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going back and forth on this game. I'm going to take the Rams and the points at home. Um, you, I mean, you guys have already laid out this game pretty well. Um, my one concern, which is why I sort of flipped from the Bucks to the Rams, uh, well, two concerns is when you go going back to last year with Tom, in games where they've struggled, and you saw it a little bit last week against the Falcons. You know they were Falcons were somewhat in that game early third until they had the two pick sixes, and you know Tom was eating them up alive. But if you can get to Tom Brady with a pass rush, you can make life a little a little more difficulty, and you give yourself a chance. And I think the Rams are going to be able to do that a little bit. And then the other thing is, you know, the Bucks secondary is really beat up. Uh, they got a couple injuries back there, um, down down two corners, and I, I think the Rams are going to exploit that, and they're going to really pick apart the 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 biggest weakness of that team, which is slot corner, and I I, I can see uh, you know Robert Woods, Van Jefferson having good games here. Um, I, this I think I'm excited to see this game more than any any of the games on the slate. Um, I can see it going either way. This is going to be a close one. Give me the Rams at home uh, with the points, though. All right, yeah, it should be a great game. Uh, another good one uh, that I'm looking forward to here, um, similarly should be high scoring, is uh, Seahawks heading into uh, Minnesota to take on the Vikings, where the Vikings are a point-and-a-half underdogs at home, over-under in this one, 55-and-a-half. Robbie, what are your thoughts here? Like you said, I, I think this is going to be another real close line, and, you know, wow, very similar line to this. Well, almost exact same line, actually. It is the exact same line. <laughs> the game we just talked about. Um, you know, I, I kind of like the Vikings here. I think this is going to be a chance for them to get it right at home. Um, I, I think this is going to be a battle back and forth. Um, you know, this is another game I really like the over. I will play the over on this one. Um, I mean, both these teams are able, capable of putting up points, and uh, these defenses, I'm think you know, I've, I've got some questions about the both these defenses, um, but uh, I, I think the Vikings finally get good with this one, um, and they're able to uh, take one at home from the Seahawks. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's, that's you kind of stole my thunder. I was going to be like, "Are the Vikings good?" No, they're not really. But um, no, you know the Vikings. This one, I I like a money line here. This just feels like a get right game for them. You know, they've been in two very close, heartbreaking losses on the road. Um, I mean, 
They should have won that game. They should they should be two and zero. It's hard to win on the road. I'm convinced that they should have beat a good team in the Cardinals on the road. That would have been a very good win for them to have. Uh, so I I do think this team can play with people. Their offense looks great so far. They're really uh, clicking. I mean they they were lighting it up in Arizona last week. Um, Seahawks. I mean, that was kind of a hell of a letdown they had against the Titans at home. Uh, I expected a much better showing with the 12th man coming back for the first time uh, since the COVID layoff. That was that was disappointing to me. Uh, Seahawks kind of left something there to be desired for me. So I like Vikings' money line here. I just think that they get things right at home, and uh, their offense is going to be a little bit too much for uh, Russell Wilson to keep up with. Um, for me, I think this is a game... I. I like the under in this one. 55.5 just seems like way too much. It's it's kind of just a hunch for me. I feel like every once in a while you get these Seahawks games, they just put up you know 16 or 19 points, and they kind of struggle. And for whatever reason, I just think that's this game. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Kirk Cousins uh, will do enough here to get him, get him the win. But uh, I, I like the under in this one too. Adam, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean... My 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 biggest play in this game is definitely the under. That fifty five and a half points is outrageously high in my opinion for this game. Going back to last year, both these defenses sort of got right by the end of the year, um, and I know it hasn't been pretty so far in the start of the year. But I, I yeah, I, I I have no idea where they're getting this fifty five and a half points. I'd be shocked if the over hits in that. But um, I, I'm gonna lean the Seahawks here. Um, I don't feel great about this game. Vikings, they're they're fighting for their lives here. If they go down 0-3, I know they started, what, 0-4 last year and sort of battled the way back, but it's going to be tough sledding for them if they lose this game at home. But you could say the same thing for the Seahawks in that division. They, they can't afford to go down 1-2. Um, and, you know, I, you said a lot of good things about the letdown and in front of the, sixth, the 12th man there. Um, but they were very impressive week one, and you know, for three quarters, they were very impressive last week. And, and I, I overall, I just think they have a much better team than the Vikings. And um, they're on the road in a must-win game. But it's hard for me not to take the better team here. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Don't feel great about it, but love the under. You know, for what it's worth, uh, when these two teams played last year, final score was 27-26. Ooh. So just about that there, a, but a little that was under. in Seattle. In Seattle, okay. Yeah, Week should be, five. Should be interesting. Uh, definitely looking forward to that game. All right, uh, next up we've got the Miami Dolphins taking on the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. Raiders are four-point favorites at home, and the over-under in this one is set at 45-and-a-half. Uh, key things to note here, uh, obviously Tua Tungo-Vailoa is out, so you're going to see Jacoby Brissett in at quarterback for the Dolphins and for the Raiders. Uh, as of right now, Carr and Jacobs are both questionable, though Carr is looking pretty likely to go. Jacobs is more kind of on the iffy and side. And Crow was very questionable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know that uh, Jacobs is going to go, but um, it might not matter in this one. I, I'm, I'm leaning Raiders. This is probably a game I don't bet. I could just kind of see this one being uh, a little bit of a sloppy game. Um I don't. I don't really have a feel for the Raiders. Have kind of surprised me. They've managed to put up uh, a pretty good amount of points through two weeks, though. 
every time I've watched them, I still haven't like totally been thrilled with their offense either. So I'm, I'm just kind of confused by them. I feel like I need to see more uh, before I'm comfortable laying some big cash on them. So I think they'll cover here, but um, I, I'm not 100% certain. So it's probably a stay off game for me. But uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? I like the Raiders here. Um, I don't feel great about it. The Raiders, you know, going back years now, that these these are the kind of games they find a way to lose somehow. Um, you know, the games that they're supposed to win. Um, you know, heavy favorites. Sort of pressures off right now. They're two and zero, feeling good about themselves. Uh, but I, I think this Raiders team this year is a little different. Um, they've been very impressive on both sides of the ball um you know they got weapons on offense now uh you're starting to see rugs get going a little bit uh edwards renfro um you know who knows what you got a running back but i think they're going to be able to run the ball the o-lines looked pretty impressive so far and then defense you know their biggest weakness as a team for the last two years has been a lack of pass rush and they're getting home now. Max Crosby's looking amazing. Um, defensive player of the year candidate so far. And, you know, with this Dolphins team, they don't really – I mean, even with Tua as, as a quarterback, they didn't really have an identity on offense. They, they didn't know what they were trying to do. Um, and, and I know I think they're going to get Will Fuller back this week, which should help take the vertical game up a little bit. But um, I'm, I'm a lean Raiders here, four points at home I, I don't feel great about it though yep i'm gonna side with the raiders but i am not gonna play it uh kind of kind of a big reason was kind of what you said adam was uh, that uh if there's something i know from these uh john gruden raiders it's that they always overperform in tough tough matchups but when it's an easy one that looks on paper like yep they, they should run away with it they vastly underperformed so i think there could be a chance that the dolphins sneak one in here i'm i'm not gonna touch this you know the raiders should by all means uh come come away with this victory but uh this is this is one of the right this is why the raiders make me nervous to ever bet on them you know I, I, you never know what you're gonna get from them um so I, i'm staying off of this really yeah, there's there's a saying. I think it's the hungry dog runs the fastest, and I I could see the dolphin like I could just see the dolphins really playing in this one, like just going for it, and the Raiders maybe, you know, feeling good after two wins. Maybe some people didn't expect them to be here. Might be might be time for a little bit of a letdown at home. I, I don't know. Something something seems a little fishy uh, in this one. Uh, I think what I do like in this game now that I'm thinking about it more is the under. I'm on a lot of unders this week, but. It, I think uh, 45 and a half seems a little bit high, um, especially given that you got Brissett at quarterback and, uh, you know, two defenses that are really playing well right now. Uh, well, you know, the Dolphins struggled against the Bills last week, but, uh, you know, on paper the Dolphins are a very good defense. And, uh, you know, this, you know, the game script isn't just completely uh, against them. You know, this could be a pretty defensive game. So I would lean the under here. Okay, Sunday Night Football, we've got the Green Bay Packers heading into San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Uh, 49ers are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one with the over-under set at 50. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, um, 
I, I feel like the Packers are being very undervalued here, and I'm, I'm going to take a money line this week. Um, I, I did, I, I'll admit that first half against the Lions wasn't that great to me, um, but by that second half, it looked like Rodgers made some adjustments, and he, he made some good throw as long as he wasn't targeting NVS. I mean, that touchdown pass to Robert Tunyon, that, that was in. That was an absolute dart through a small window. Uh, that, that was a hell of a throw. Um, I, I think he, he's going to have a little bit more confidence in he, going into this game, and I think they're going to need to lean on Rodgers in that, this one. I, I don't think they can uh, have the luxury of just leaning on Aaron Jones all game uh, going up against this Niners front. And, you know, I, I think Rodgers could be up – to this test for this one. It's going to be a Sunday night football game. You know, I, I think he'll be able to show up for this and be able to pull off the upset, you know. Yeah, you know, there's always... I, I find usually that there's always some good value um, whenever you get Aaron Rodgers at plus money. So I, I'm absolutely taking it this week. Yeah, this is this is a game I, I'm a little confused on because, you know, the, the line three and a half, I don't know... I mean, just from the previous two weeks, I don't know where the 49ers are gardening that much respect. Um, sure, the Packers had a huge letdown week one, but they they bounced back, especially in that second half last week. Uh, I think I think what the, the line's coming from is just historically Aaron Rodgers really hasn't done well against this 49ers team, especially the Kyle Shanahan-led 49ers team. Um, but, I mean, getting three and a half points, I, I, I got to lean Packers here. I 49ers, you know, they they got a revolving door at running back. Um, the, I mean, Debo Samuel has been their only impressive um, playmaker this year, um, and you didn't really see a lot of uh, uh, Trey Lance. I, I I feel like he might get unleashed a little bit more this week, um, and, and that's sort of what my concern is with picking the Packers here. But yeah, I I just yeah I I don't I don't really see the 49ers being able to score enough points and offensive prowess to cover three and a half point spread against Aaron Rodgers. And like I said, Robbie, you could find value in betting against uh, Aaron Rodgers in the pack or bet, betting for them when they're dogs. So I, I'll, I'll lean the Packers here. Yeah. I'm also going to lean Packers guys. Um, you know, Rodgers tends to play well against the Niners anyway. He's always held a grudge that, uh, they didn't draft him when he fell. What was that back in uh, 2005 when he was drafted? Um, and he's held a grudge ever since. He always plays well against the Pack, or uh, sorry, against the Niners, his uh, his hometown team. So I, I expect nothing different here, especially when he's kind of already got a chip on his shoulder. Um, you know, Adam, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's just there's a lot of missing pieces for the 49ers right now. Um, I'm just not sure how they're going to be able to move the ball down the field effectively enough uh, to keep up with the Packers in this one. Um, because when the Packers are, you know, working on all cylinders, uh, they've just got too many options to cover, and uh, you know, you're just you're going to get beat. Um, so, you know, the fact that you're getting Packers plus money here, this feels like a really uh, great bet. You know, I was unsure about this one to start, but you know, you guys have helped convince me. Uh, I definitely like the Packers here, plus the three and a half. All right, finally, uh, NFC East matchup here for Monday Night Football. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles heading into Jerry's world to take on the Cowboys. 
Cowboys are four-point favorites at home with the over-under set at 52. Um, guys, I like the Cowboys. Um, I I won't get into it too much. Um, I just think, you know, they're, they're playing better. Uh, you know, I, I really like what they did against the Chargers last week. Uh, was able to pull out kind of a gritty defensive game. Uh, you know, big win on the road for them in a game that they needed. You know, you never want to fall 0-2, although 0-2 when you're in the NFC East isn't really the biggest deal in the world. Uh, but still, that was a very good win for them to get. Uh, and, uh, you know, this Eagles team, pretty disappointing uh, effort against the Niners at home. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do as they look to bounce back. But uh, I just think the Cowboys are going to be a little bit too much on offense for uh, the Eagles to keep up with in this one. Jalen Hurts um, kind of looked last week more like what I thought he was going to look like, uh, you know, as they struggled a bit more on offense to move the ball against that Niners team. And, and I think we're going to see some of that continue. Plus, it's a divisional matchup, so both these teams kind of know each other. Should be a tighter game anyway. What I do really like, and I want to talk more uh, to you guys about, and I'll give you guys the mic here, is I really like the under in this one. I think this is a, a very good pick. Uh, 52 in this game seals, seems very high for a divisional matchup uh, against two teams that know each other well. Um, but, uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you on the under there. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get into the Cowboys a little bit. Uh, I, I've been extremely impressed with Kellen Moore and the Cowboys offense. You know, it came out week one against the defending champs, threw the ball 50-plus times. It worked. They almost won. Uh, they lost a tough one. They, you know, Greg Zerline, make a couple of kicks. They they win that game. Um, then you come out week two, on both games on the road against what we all think is a pretty good Chargers team the exact opposite game plan and it worked um you know that that's some bill belichick stuff where you just you know changed your identity of the team week to week and um i've just been extremely impressed with what they've done especially getting um tony pollard involved um that that i think that's working for them showing them a different 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 look and then they're using them both in the field at the same time as well as zeke um so i i definitely like the cowboys in this game i i think they're just the on a different plane than the Eagles. Um, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I definitely like the under here. I don't know where that 52 line's coming from, but um, yeah, I like the Cowboys here. And the Eagles, you know, they, they've, they've looked decent this year, probably a little bit better than what I've given them credit for. But um, yeah, I think, I think the wheels are close to falling off for, for Jalen Hurts here. I think, you know, it's, there's more and more tape on them. I think defenses are starting to figure out his weaknesses and they're I think they're going to make him try to throw beat beat teams throwing the ball deep and you know maybe they do but uh, I'm not buying it this week I am completely with you guys on this under this this seems like a high number for these two teams which it, it might be a little little bit lower scoring um you know this Eagles defense is Definitely a lot healthier than it was last year. Um, they that that front seven's looking pretty good. Um, I I could see the Cowboys throwing on them, um, being able to move the ball, but something tells me that the Eagles are going to be able to grind out and stay with it in this one. Um, I to me, I, the Cowboys should come away. You know, they should be able to run away with this, but I, I think the Eagles in this divisional matchup are going to be able to fight with it um and they're going to grind out and 
you know, four points is might be a lot to me. So I'm going to lean on the Eagles. But overall, you know, I this under I, I really think is going to pretty pretty solid play this week. Um, you know, um, I, I, th- I think uh, Cowboys uh, defense, you know, is as bad as it has been. I, I don't I'm not super scared by this. Eagles offense to be putting up a lot of points that if the Cowboys do for some reason um, just start to run away with it I'm not really seeing the Eagles being able to play catch up in this game but um, yeah yeah um, I, I think I'm gonna have to lean the Eagles here okay well uh, guys let's just recap our our lead pipe blocks here real quick again so uh, Adam earlier on the show you broke down Cardinals, Jags, over 51 and a half. Um, Robbie, you like Lions, plus eight. And then I'm, I'm on Bears, Browns, under 47. Um, let's talk about what we're thinking for our podcast parlay. So we'll revisit here last week. Uh, last week we did Browns, uh, minus 12 and a half against the Texans. That just missed. So I missed. Uh, Bills, Dolphins, under 48. That did because the Dolphins couldn't score. Uh, and then Packers minus 11, thank goodness for that second half, so that hit. So uh, basically a break-even week for us uh, when you factor that in. Uh, but this week, guys, we talked before the show, and we were thinking uh, Giants minus 3, Eagles-Cowboys under 52, and then we had talked about Panthers minus 8. Uh, I kind of want to just live discussion, because I think the Panthers minus 8 was the one we were a little, having a little bit more... Uh, uneasiness on i mean do we are we sure we like that more than packers plus three and a half or uh even chargers plus six and a half i, I was gonna bring up a possible switch to the chargers yeah i i, I was thinking you, you guys kind of convinced me on the chargers to actually be a little more confident in them this week and yeah i i, I think they're gonna keep it close here so i i'd be good with the swap there i like that yeah oh, so yeah. let's let's do chargers plus six and a half Giants minus three, and then Eagles Cowboys under fifty two. As much as I would love to have uh, something going on for this Panthers game, you know, I, I, Chargers <laughs> do seem a uh, little, little better play to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about yeah. that. That's I I like the Chargers Get, almost getting a touchdown. That that yeah, they're, they're gonna hang in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, this week we're still uh, we're still looking good in our consensus eliminators. So. In week one, we had chosen the 49ers. They beat the Lions. Week two, we had the pack over the Lions, so there's a trend here. Uh, week three, we're going away from that a little bit, but we're going to stay with uh, a team beating the shit out of a bad team. And uh, we're, we're going to say Broncos should be a team that you can rely on to win this week and get you through your next leg of the Eliminator. So uh, we're, we're saying uh, Broncos. Yeah, especially since... There might not be another time to use the Broncos, so might as well right now when they could beat up on the Jets, right? Yep. I mean, clearly the highest line of the week or biggest spread. Um, yeah, love, love like the Broncos. They, like we mentioned before, they're almost unbeatable at home in September, and yep. Zach Wilson ain't going to get it done. Yeah, it's the biggest spread of the week, and I think this is a keep it simple. Spe- sort of thing. Speaking Don't of uh, locked-in uh, favorites, um, you know, we kind of got – at the uh, end of the podcast uh, last week, Evan, we kind of got screwed on that uh, favorites uh, parlay because oh, we Chief. sure did. 
Um, do you want do you want to talk about doing another one this week? Because I I see some uh, that could be pretty good. You know, I yeah. What do you got for me, Robbie? Like, I, I'm liking right now. You hear me out. Uh, Panthers to win. Uh, the Cardinals to win. Bills to win, and the Broncos to win. And right now, um, on uh, Fan Kings, you know that's a that's a nice uh, plus one forty two. So Ooh. what do, what do you guys think about those? You want are there some you would add on to it to make it even juicier? I mean, all four of those teams have no business losing. It is a little bit. You know, you do have two road teams in there, so that's that can be a little scary. I, you know, I thought last week was a lock, but honestly, every single game we've picked and those four that you just laid out, um, you know, we better odds uh, than what we saw against, uh, you know, Chiefs, Ravens. So I think maybe we got a little bit ambitious with that. We didn't think there was any way the Chiefs should lose that game. They shouldn't have lost that game. I'm not going to get into it more. Adam already. took care of it so I didn't have to but um yeah I I, I like that I, I think that's a good play Adam what are your thoughts so that's the Panthers Cardinals Bills and Broncos yes. all money line yes. yeah I, I love that you know I think that the, the, the two you worry about um are the you know the road teams but I mean I Texans have looked good but they, like we mentioned the entire rod is most of that and Jags that's probably the one I'd worry about most. Yeah. Um, I could see some stupid. Yeah, I, like I, some I, stupid cliff shit. They've looked so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that you, you get a little worried about that too. That'd be the one I'd maybe take out. But um, I like what you're going with there, and yeah, it, it should have worked last week. We're, we're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> as long as we don't get any Kingsbury crunch out there, we'll we'll be all right. Well, General General Mills, he's got that covered. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, that should do it for our week three episode. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, Good luck this week with your bets. And then we will be back next week with our week four episode. So until then, guys, take care and uh, have fun.